Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Today, as we continue our study on the seven spirits of God, we move up to the spirit of wisdom. And the church in the book of Revelations that we are correlating to this spirit is the church in Smyrna. In Revelations chapter 2, verse 8, we read this unto the angel of the church in Smyrna. Write, these things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Of course, being Jesus Christ. He says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say that they are Jews, but are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcome shall not be hurt of the second death. This is a very serious warning that was given to this church. They were told that they would face persecution, imprisonment, some of them even death. But he tells them, be faithful, maintain your faith, your profession, and your belief unto death. And I will give you great eternal rewards because there is a second death. That is the death of hell being separated from God for eternity. He said, from this, you will be spared. It will have no hurt on you if you maintain your profession of faith. If you stay true all the way through to the end, even through persecution, even unto the threat of death, keep your faith in Jesus and your profession of it. When we look at the definition of the word wisdom in the titles of our seven spirits listed in the book of Isaiah chapter 11, the literal translation of the word is skill in war. Remembering that in our previous lesson, when a person was born again and had the eyes of their understanding open, when they receive that spirit of understanding that gives them revelation as to who they are in Christ and in his kingdom, that they also come to the understanding that they are in the middle of a war. And because they are in that war, they now need wisdom. They need skill in how to fight that war. How do they apply the knowledge and the counsel and the understanding? that they have thus far been given? How do they apply that to the physical world around them? How do they help to liberate those who don't know that the enemy has already been defeated and they've been set free? They're just still serving him under a bluff and a lack of understanding. Lord, give us the wisdom to fight this fight of faith effectively. And I would say to you, preacher, minister, teacher, One of the best ways to do this is to help them to understand and to build their faith in the resurrection of the dead. Doing this will cause believers to walk in greater wisdom against the tactics of the enemy in this war that they are in. It will cause them to think differently when confronted with every decision. You have to look at this thing externally. Don't have narrow vision. Pull back. See the big picture. It's one thing to read the word of God and get knowledge or information. This is good. It will give you discernment, help you to know between right and wrong, between the holy and the unholy. But it's a whole nother thing 
to then be given the ability to understand that knowledge that you have been given. The understanding comes supernaturally by revelation, by the power of God's Holy Spirit when you have been born again of the Spirit receiving His Spirit within you. He will cause you to see that knowledge in the scripture in a way that makes sense and fits into the big picture of things. Yet it is another thing still altogether to know how to personally apply this newfound understanding to everyday life. That, my friend, is wisdom. And that usually comes by way of experience while following the leading of the Holy Spirit and time spent sitting at the feet of Jesus. Where you simply ask him and he teaches you or leads you through. James chapter 1 verse 5 tells us this, But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who is willing to give it to all men liberally and abradeth not. And it shall be given unto him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the winds and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The word double-minded there in the original language literally translates to double-spirited. In other words, a man who is listening to the leading of multiple spirits will not move in wisdom. He will go to and fro. He won't have faith. God says, ask and you shall receive. He says, ask of me and I will teach. But when I speak it to you, you've got to have faith in what I say and trust my wisdom. Don't listen to all these other spirits or you'll be unstable. You'll go to and fro. You'll be tossed about. I won't give you my wisdom. It comes by faith. In Jesus. My friend, let me bring you to the simplicity of the source of all wisdom. Wisdom is knowing that you have none. Wisdom is humility. Wisdom is asking God for His. Wisdom is assuming that you know nothing, are nothing, and have nothing, so that you need to seek God for everything. Then and only then will you walk in true wisdom because then you will walk in his. That's why the fear of the Lord, the first spirit that we covered, is the beginning of wisdom. The last one that we cover. Or in other words, it is the beginning of how you get to wisdom. And when you have all of these things that we have gone through in this teaching right You will walk in the fullness of the doctrine of Christ. And he will come in in kingship, bringing the kingdom, the glory, and the power with him. Therefore, to maintain it, set aside time to sup with him daily, keeping the flame burning and your heart fixed on him as your first love and the king of your heart and life. It's not a life with a little Jesus sprinkled into it. It's all Jesus. Everything for Jesus. All for Jesus. You live, breathe, eat, and worship with your very existence. Every breath in your being is for Jesus. And then you sprinkle a little life in it as he sees fit. You want to walk in the fullness. You got to give him your complete attention. 
devotion, submission. You got to believe in him with everything. Doing this, my friend, is wisdom. When we look at wisdom as it is given by definition as skill in war, I will tell you this, that wisdom is living for eternity and a better resurrection and not for the temporary. To set your eyes on things eternal and the prize of heavenly crowns and rewards instead of the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life that are all so temporary. They are weapons of destruction against you in this fight. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9 says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men might count slackness. But he is long-suffering towards us because that he is not willing that any should perish. In other words, the promises of God are sure and firm. They are yes and amen. They are coming if you maintain your faith in them. He will do what he said unto reward and heaven or unto judgment and damnation. My friend, he will fulfill his promises. What he has spoken, he will accomplish. But he is patient, he's long-suffering, he endures, he tarries for your sake because he's not willing that any should perish. He's giving you space for repentance, it says, but he desires that all should come to repentance. Nevertheless, the day of the Lord, it will come as a thief in the night when you do not expect it, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the very elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth itself and all of the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promises, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwell righteousness wherefore beloved seeing that ye look for such things be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation even as our beloved brother Paul also accounted to the wisdom given unto him hath written it also unto us the wisdom was to have long-suffering patience. Don't let the enemy steal your righteousness. Don't let him win you over. Remember, it's a war. It's a fight to the finish. My friend, preach the resurrection of the dead and the rewards that are coming for those who endure unto the end. Remind them that this world is not their home. They're only passing through. They can't take any of this with them. Therefore, walk in wisdom against the tactics of the enemy that come to steal their crown of righteousness. No matter what the enemy does to you, continue to demonstrate and be a witness of the teachings of Jesus. This is wisdom. Live for eternity and not for the moment. True wisdom, my friend, can only be gotten from God. It's free and available to everyone, anyone who asks. It only takes a humbling and a surrender and a faith 
that he knows better. Remember that he said in the book of James that if you lack wisdom, just ask him. He is more than willing to give it. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, he says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened. Humble yourself. Recognize that you don't know what is best. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of it is death, says the scripture. Deceitful is the heart of man. Don't trust your own wisdom. It says, ask the Holy Spirit. Surrender to its leading and trust in its wisdom even when it doesn't make sense to you. And you will be a victorious overcomer of the enemy. But only if you trust God's plan and not your own wisdom, my friend. The devil, it says in the book of Genesis, Satan, the adversary of the brethren, was the wisest of all God's creations. Get that in your spirit and stop letting him manipulate you and play your pride against you. You cannot outsmart him. You cannot understand how to win this fight in your own intellect. You cannot hope to defeat him. There is but one wisdom that can outsmart him, and that's God, the one who created him. So seek his wisdom and trust the leading of his spirit, and you'll be victorious. So that in essence, true wisdom is giving God the kingship. James chapter 3 verse 13 says, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. The true wisdom of the Holy Spirit is meek. It is not prideful or spiteful or arrogant. It says, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your heart, glory not and do not lie against the truth. For this kind of wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. In other words, it doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. It comes from a demonic influence. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the true wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, temperance, self-control. It is without partiality. In other words, it applies equally the same to everybody. And it is without hypocrisy. In other words, the person giving the wisdom will have applied it to their own life equally, if not more so, than to those of whom it is being given. And the fruits of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. We see this demonstrated even in Jesus who did things that he did not need to because that he would not speak forth wisdoms that he himself would not prove. Jesus did not need to be baptized, but for us it is wise. Therefore he himself did it for our example and admonition. 
You want to know if somebody is walking in an ungodly wisdom that is sensual and devilish, as mentioned above? Look for hypocrisy. Do they practice what they preach? Are they applying to themselves and their family the things that they are speaking to those around them? Proverbs 11 verse 1 tells us that a false balance is abominable unto the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Do not be a hypocrite. Do not put burdens on others that you yourself are not carrying. One walking in teaching, ministering, and demonstrating the real wisdom of the Holy Spirit will bear the fruits of the Spirit. If the fruits of the flesh are being manifested, then the Spirit gifts and wisdom are not from Jesus. It's devilish. It's from demons. My friend, test the Spirit. Jesus told us how to do it. He never said, judge the tree by its gifts or titles or positions. He said, judge it by its fruit. My friend, I bring you back to this time and time again because it's the only way to know the source of what's being produced. What spirit is it coming from? I ask you, does it bear the character? Of Jesus. Because if you're judging by the gift, you will be deceived by an Antichrist spirit. We all know the story of when Paul and Silas were preaching and the young girl came prophesying behind them and she was saying the right things. She was pronouncing, these are men sent from God who pronounce unto us the ways of God. She was prophesying of who they were. She was saying the truth. But Paul stops and turns to her and says, come out of her, you Pythia spirit. Many translations say a divining spirit or a spirit of divination. The original word there was a Pythia. It comes from the root word python, you serpent, you twister of the truth. She was prophesying by another spirit. My friend, the devil watches you. He knows what to say. He knows what is the truth and he can speak it with agenda to slip in a little bit of confusion. It is not wisdom to trust gifts as an evidence of the spirit. Trust God's wisdom above man's. My friend, Jesus himself said there is but one way to know. And that is with the fruits of the Spirit. It's wisdom to lay down your pride and intellect and trust the teachings of Jesus. It is skill in the war. Don't allow the tactics of the enemy to succeed against you because you trusted your senses above God's wisdom. He said the only way to know what spirit is in operation is by judging the fruits of it. What is the character? Does it reflect Jesus? Because the moment that it doesn't, the Holy Spirit's going to sit you down, take you out of the fight, put you back in the classroom till you get it right. Use wisdom and listen. Because for the person that is ignoring this conviction and is still out there using their giftings, they are moving by the leading of another spirit. As Paul said in this before mentioned passage, it is devilish. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 tells us this, For the Lord giveth true wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walketh uprightly. He keeps the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity Yea, every good path. 
when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant to thy soul. Then discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil one, from the man that speaketh forward things who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. My friend, you can leave the right path, that straight and narrow that Jesus warned us about that so few stay on. You can choose to walk away from it and walk to that wide path of destruction. It is not wisdom that leads you to do it, but you can when you walk away from the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When you do not choose to crucify the flesh, the pride, the lust, the envy, the agendas, the selfishness, the seeking of attention and vainglory, getting out of position, out of timing. When you do things that you think are right, you will get off of the path of uprightness. But when you trust God, you come back to his wisdom, what he says in his scripture, and focus on obtaining the fruits of his spirit and not just power and gifts. Then he'll lead you in paths of righteousness. This is wisdom, my friend. Receive it. That on the day of judgment, you're not held accountable for rejecting it. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but the fool despises wisdom and instruction. Remember, he said to test the spirit to know whether or not it is of God. And I tell you this, test yourself in your heart. How do you handle correction, instruction, and God's wisdom when it stands against your own? your thoughts, your desires, your intellect, because the devil hates to be corrected and instructed. The fruits of the flesh will reject the wisdom of God, but the Holy Spirit in the true saint will love it. Even though it is a bitter scroll, it will be as sweet as honey in their mouth. When God told the prophet to eat up the scroll, he said that in his mouth it was sweet as honey, yet it was a scroll of judgment. My friend, learn to love the correction of the Lord because that is wisdom. It is skill to get you through this fight of faith unto victory on the final day. Proverbs 11 chapter 2 says that when pride comes, then comes shame, but with the lowly, the humble, is wisdom. Preacher, if you want this spirit, welcome in your church and impart it to your ministry. Preach humility, preach correctability, preach submission to the leading and teaching of the Holy Spirit. Preach the fruits and character of Jesus. Preach the fullness of his doctrine. Preach the omnipotence of God. Preach the completeness of salvation and deliverance. And everything needed by way of faith in the blood of Jesus. Preach that Christ is enough and that nothing but he can save us. Preach total faith in him and total submission to him because this is wisdom. Romans chapter 11 verse 33 tells us, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of his wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. 
For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed back unto them again? Oh, for of him, and through him, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Understand that God is omnipotent, omnipresent. He is glorious. He is wiser. He is smarter. He is grander. He is bigger. He is beyond searching of understanding. And we are but dust in his sight. Understand your place and the limits of your humanity. Understand the omnipotence of his grace and have the faith to know that he can impart it to you through his wisdom. If you recognize that without him, you don't have it. And you need it. And you come humbly and ask him. You will receive it. For without faith it is impossible to please God. And those that come to him must recognize that he is God. But also that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord that brings you to humility. And the realization that you need him to have the victory. But he is oh so willing. In fact, he stands at the door and knocks. He waits for you to come to this place of humility. And when you do, when you come and you open the door to him and invite him in, that's when the spirit of the Lord in his fullness enters in, changing everything in an instant. And when he comes in, the king, he comes in with kingship. When he comes in, the kingdom comes with him. When he comes in, there is power and deliverance. There is salvation. There is the spirit of the Lord in his fullness. And that changes everything. Changes us changes our situation, it changes everything around us, which leads us into our final lesson on the topic of the seven spirits, the Spirit of the Lord, Christ Jesus. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.